0: Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And today I've got one of AEW's newest and hottest tag teams it's talking about Red Dragon. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are back together and explaining exactly how this happened. You know the story about how they first met and got put together at Ring of Honor, the origin of the Red Dragon name and gimmick and some of their classic matches in ROH. They talk about their jump to NXT, their relationship with Triple H, and the immediate chemistry they had with Adam Cole and Roderick Strong as the Undisputed Era, a name they didn't initially like. Neither did I. They also have plenty to say about the changes at NXT after the rebrand and the differences between the WWE and AEW locker rooms. Uh, Red Dragon on the way. But before we get to Kyle and Bobby, Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at C Four Leaf Clover leaves Port February 2nd, 2023. Um, we thought moving it back was a better idea with all the things going on. And plus the four leaf clover is doing something new for the first time ever spending a day on our very own private island. It's a brand new destination on the Grand Stirrup Cay Island in the Bahamas. So come join us February 2nd to the 6th on the Norwegian Pearl from Miami to Great Stirrup Cay. It can going be a great time. Uh, sign up for the mailing list and the uh, waiting list, shall we say, at chrisjericocruise.com. Information coming and our lineup is pretty much going to be the same as the one we were going to do in March. It's going to be the vacation of a live team. It's going to be one of the greatest times of your life. So please go to chrisjerichocruise.com and sign up for all information. In the meantime, Fozzie's spring leg of the Save the World Tour is rolling out as scheduled. We're hitting the road again on March 31st with new drummer Grant Brooks in tow. We're crisscrossing the country. We're going east coast, west coast, middle, everywhere in between. Uh, We will even be at the Whiskey A Go-Go on May 5th in Los Angeles, the famous whiskey. Tickets available at FozzyRock.com. Of course, our legendary VIP meet and grape also available. Best in the biz. We play a mini concert for you before the show. Uh, You can get those ticks and all VIP information at FozzyRock.com. Come rock with Fozzy in March and Chris Jericho's Rockin' Wrestling Rager in February 2023. But right now, let's get it going with Fish and O'Reilly. Red Dragon returns right here on Talk is Jericho. All right, so uh, we have been uh, having a lot of new signings here in AEW, and it's been amazing to see who's been coming in. And of course, it was almost a one-two punch with Bobby Fish, which we'll discuss one of my all-time favorite wrestling names. And then Kyle O'Reilly, who has been on Talk is Jericho before joining shortly after, and uh, it's the reunion of... Uh, it always amazes me how everyone's contract came up at the same time throughout the course of AEW. And that seems to what happened with you guys as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, things... It, in their own way just kind of fell into place and yeah i mean timing's everything right
2: it's what's so cool about this business is that you meet so many people throughout it and things always seem to come back full circle and you end up working with these people again and going to places that feel like a a home reunion and Mm -hmm. it's just it's just a beautiful thing about this business right Mm -hmm. it's it's really cool to be here
0: it kind of reminds me back when i first started in wwe uh in 99 and like three months later the radicals and of course that's radicals with a z uh, come in as chris and eddie and dean and perry who all came in at the same time uh as a unit because they were almost the not so much a faction in WCW, but they were all kind of friends and all of us were. And that's kind of what happened with with Bobby and Kyle. And, of course, Adam Cole uh, came in a couple of months before you guys did. But it's very uh, interesting. I was going to say strange, but it's actually quite a happenstance and kismet that Undisputed Era kind of all filtered here in AEW within a short period of time. Is that something you guys had talked about ever happening? Was it something that you had been thinking about?
2: I mean, I had hoped it would happen, certainly.
1: Um, Thinking about for sure, but I don't think you really, you know, put that juju out in the universe either way, you know? Mm. Um, But yeah, when it, it still one of those things that you don't, you don't really, especially in this business and you know, like you don't believe it until even when you see it. Don't get your hopes up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it started with you, Bobby. You came in first uh, out of the two of you guys. Obviously, Red Dragon is the team. And we can call We can use Red Dragon. That's right. We, we own, own it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. Sir. I love it. Uh, yes, sir. Was that taken from the uh, Thomas Harris uh, Hannibal Lecter novel by chance? Or where did you get the
2: idea <laughs> we, from A it? bunch of different ideas. That's yeah. one of the things that came into play with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the skateboard brand yep. was part of it as well. Yep. I was reading a, a, a Jason Ellis uh, book
1: and red dragon was a skate um thing that they had and i don't even know why the name just kind of we Kyle and i were going to be heels and i was trying to think of a way to make people not like us and like red dragon to me sounded like I think they were Red Dragons with an S, but Red Dragon to me sounded like um, like a martial arts group that was trying to be cool but wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, well, maybe we could use that. And then the way Ring of Honor was putting he and I together had a lot to do with uh, Davy Richards. And we have this maybe the first time I've ever admitted this, but um, when I spelled it. I was like, well, if we capitalize the D and the R in the middle, it's kind of a, a shot there.
2: And stylistically, it just looks cooler with the word written that way—a lowercase right. R to start it, and then a capital D and the R halfway through. It just yeah. makes it look kind of different. But how was how the DR a shot? It wasn't at it all. It wasn't
1: a shot. It was just because. So the Ring of Honor's idea was breaking him away from Davey. And oh, Davey, Davey Richards, yes. gotcha, gotcha. Davey and, and uh, Eddie Edwards were the American Wolves. Gotcha. Okay. And that we was our first feud
2: was with those guys. Uh, we we so it was more, yeah. Them.
3: Gotcha,
1: and it made life so easy because they were over so big as babyface, and we were this new heel team. That it, 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 I mean, can't thank them enough for you know how much that that helped us. Um, But we never talked about it. We never you know, never acknowledge it. Never, it.
2: Yeah, People would ask, or it. how come you guys never wear red? It's like, right. well, that was kind of the thing too. We didn't want to wear red because it was Don't just too cliche.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was some of the stuff, like, honestly, I think it was from like reading your books and, and you had always had such attention to detail. Um, uh, according to those about the little things. And I know like the little things were something that when I was a fan that I noticed a, a bunch of with the guys that I followed. So like, we started to, to kind of come up with these little creative things on our own, knowing that, okay, we're supposed to be heels. We're to try to give people every reason not to like us. So we're like, okay, red is in the name, is in our team name. We're never going to wear red. Mm. You know, just... just a subtle just, little thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't know. It was like confirmation was that at times th- some of those things were, were mentioned. And um so... I think maybe that's confirmation that like it worked on some level
0: i don't know <laughs> well now that we're kind of back in the past years how did you guys end up getting put together you mentioned R. H. roh puts you together mm-hmm. what was kind of the mindset behind that how'd you
2: feel at first well there's a bit of a history of meeting each other before being put together <laughs> um and i'm sure we have both completely different point of views on <laughs> that let's story hear, let's hear it <laughs> but uh so my point of view so it was in 2008 the uh harley race noah camp so um I'd saved up to to go to the the Harley camp. The NOAA scouts are gonna be there. WWE scouts are gonna be there. It was a huge opportunity for me and my my main goal was to wrestle in Japan. I wanted to impress the NOAA scouts and uh, so I went to this camp. It was in Eldon, Missouri. And um, Bobby was there and he was a guy that was working for NOAA at the time. He was established and um, getting a real name for himself and getting a ton of momentum and he was a guy that I looked up to and I wanted to be like, you know, like a Bobby Fish. I wanted to do well at this camp and I wanted to go wrestle for Noah. So there's 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 this drill. They they would do a blow up drill, right? Like the fives blow up drill with someone and then you'd 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 heat the guy around the fork uh, posts and then you'd reverse it, and he'd put heat on you and then you'd just call a spot in the ring and end it or whatever and everyone was surrounding the ring and then they'd give you criticism or whatever. But my main goal is to, I wanted to impress the Noah guy. So I'm timing the drill. I'm timing the drill. As soon as Bobby slides in, I slide in with him so that I'll be paired with Bobby. And the first thing I do, I just drill him so hard with a forearm. Like, I just blast him. And then Bobby proceeds to beat the ever-loving Christ out of me for the next five minutes. But, like, in like as he should have, you know? Like, I'm just, I'm this young guy coming in. You're too excited. I'm too excited. I'm I'm I'm, you know, I didn't like stiff him unsafely. I hit him in a safe spot right. as far as I can recall, but he did the right thing by putting me in my place and explaining to me why he did that and what, you know, the reason behind it. And, um, and, Pretty sure Steamboat was there as the WWE rep, and he was he kind of got into it on me and, and explained to everyone we were in this business to protect each other. We take care of like they were really they thought we were actually <laughs> f*** each other, up. yeah. And but then the Noah guys were like, Oh, awesome job, good work. So I was like, Oh, it works. So I pressed those guys, but uh, Steamboat it was just, hates me, but <laughs> it's just a hilarious story. And then lo and behold, we'd, we'd wrestle against each other on like the very first Evolve event, uh, a couple years after that and then Bobby came into Ring of Honor. I think we were going to f- have a match against each other, but they're like, "You know what? Let's put these guys as a team and and see what see what happens and 2022 will be 10 years of Red Jeez. Dragon." So, yeah. uh so that's how I remember the story. You might remember it a little differently. <laughs> What's your recollections, Bobby?
1: <laughs> no, no, it's it's similar and it's an interesting story because I was basically playing that forward um looking back like the Bushy Road style that Noah did and all that was like Man, I mean, that you guys just went way too hard, way too often, you know, and tons of injuries and everything will will confirm that. But I was too young to know that it was, you know, not a longevity in that and whatever. So I was just going along to get along and not too long before that I had uh, it was with Sugira uh we were in a tag match or something. I think Loki was on um, one of my first tours, and he was the one that kind of iggied me that because Sugira got, you know, really put it on me at one point. And uh you know, you were taking heat there, you know the way sure. it is, and that's your job. Um to basically get beat up. Yeah. <laughs> and and you do that for, you know, years sometimes. Some people never stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Um but Sugira had really lit me up one time, and I, I didn't know why, but Loki was nice enough to explain it to me, and it was it was kind of the same thing. you know I, I was in there and was overzealous and was hmm. and he let me know like, okay, if we're going to go there, like all right in here, a working this, fashion yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah, much yeah. in a working
0: fashion yeah there's, there's yeah. a way to send a message to somebody without breaking their bones totally. or whatever it may yes. be yeah
1: yeah, so that you know it was kind of um. One of those scenarios where we ended up, uh, yeah, not totally different, uh, his recollection than mine. Um, but yeah, was that, that's, that's kind of what it was.
0: Just quickly, just cause I always like hearing as many stories as I can. Was there a lot of interaction with Harley that day that, that, that camp that you went, what was he like? Did he say anything to you? Was he giving advice and pointers?
1: Harley, uh, definitely was, um, active in the, in those camps and he would – he had guys that were coaching or were his uh, students who had come before. So, like, let's say, like, Trevor Murdoch um, right. handled a lot of the the in-ring and the ins and outs. But Harley, yeah. I mean, he was he was there every day. He oversaw everything. And he was always involved. And it was like he didn't speak on everything, but the things he did speak on, like, you – you paid attention. Mm-hmm. Little jewels of advice. Yeah. yeah.
0: I saw uh, Kerry Silkin last night. We talked and talked to Jericho, but I never actually met him. You guys worked with him, for him, for many years in Ring of Honor. Tell us a little bit what it was like back at that time, because this is when Ring of Honor was pretty much the solid number two, number three, or maybe even number two company in the entire United States. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I wrong in saying that? Or no, I don't
2: think so. Pretty yeah, close, yeah. right? Ring of Honor had been you know, the place to go to for indie guys to break through for a long while. Like, when I broke in in 2005, Ring of Honor was really on fire then. Um, Mm. That's when Danielson was having that title run that was just epic and legendary. And so that was my main goal. I wanted to wrestle in Japan. I wanted to wrestle in Ring of Honor. And um, so in 2009, when I finally bit the bullet and drove my car down to live in St. Louis and just try and work whatever pre-show match I could for Ring of Honor whenever I could, Kerry was always very outgoing and very kind to me and always willing to give me an opportunity. And, um, finally, when, uh, in 2010, he was like, listen, we got to do what we can to pick this guy up. And they signed me and Adam, uh, Adam Cole to contracts basically around the exact same time. And they'd pair us together as a team or whatever. But Kerry was instrumental in that. And, uh, became good friends with Kerry and he's an awesome dude. And we've seen a couple like Jethro Tull concerts with them. He loves Jethro he Tull. He loves Jethro Tull, <laughs> Ian Anderson. But yeah, now I'm a big fan of him too. And He, he sends me some vinyls and stuff. He's just a good guy and he really loves wrestling and he really wants to, to make it better for guys like us who also love wrestling. I
0: hate Steven Singer. That's what every jeweler in America is saying because they can't keep up with Steven Singer. He makes getting the perfect gift for Valentine's Day so easy with his brand new rose color Emerald City. Picture it, a real rose dipped and trimmed in pure 24 karat gold with sparkling deep green petals this magical emerald city rose will take her breath away this valentine's day as she opens that beautiful gift box to reveal a real rose encased in brilliant 24 karat gold set against stunning deep green petals her friends will be green with envy get it so go to i today and get your steven singer emerald city green 24 karat gold dipped rose get yours before they're gone Exclusively and only available at Steven Singer Jewelers. It's the number one gift this Valentine's Day. Steven's famous gold dip roses start at just $59 and all come with a lifetime guarantee and fast free shipping to arrive in time for Valentine's Day. Real jewelers, real roses for your real love. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevensinger.com. What were some of your kind of
1: highlights of being in Ring of Honor? For you, Bobby. Um, uh, Ring of Honor was always kind of like um, an an unfinished book for me because Tony DeVito was the one who trained me um, primarily, and Tony worked there, and so like I did kind of the you know young guy thing for a while there, and then I started to do more indies and whatnot. You couldn't have told me at the time that I wasn't ready. ring of honor but i was so not ready so it was like unfinished business and i would go back periodically and get a dark match this was when like gabe sapolsky was booking um or even like adam pierce and you know carrie was obviously always there and i would i would do something but it you know it just never stuck it never stuck and then this last time going back did a dark match and uh hunter johnson had the book at that time and we talked uh at the end of that weekend and that's when he kind of let me know the idea for me and kyle and um so then from there I, I mean i would say like first highlight being when this thing started the realization that wow we like i don't want to call it instant chemistry but this is it really was this writes yeah. itself you know, right off the gate right yeah yeah and I had never really experienced that before
2: within... Everything just started to really click. And mm-hmm. just from like a character standpoint, like just doing backstage promos and stuff of just kind of, like, we just got along great right off the bat, similar sense of humor. And it just, would just start of us trying to make each other laugh during mm-hmm. a promo, but it would turn up, <laughs> end up being like our shtick and our characters. And yeah. Just riffing off each other. We have, <laughs> and our styles are so similar. We both have mm-hmm. the same philosophy in wrestling. We both like the mm-hmm. same... Uh, like watching the same guys and working Mm -hmm. the same sort of pace. And so it was just Mm -hmm. a natural fit.
1: And uh, being heels to begin with, like we were able to be a little bit more, you know, kind of push a little bit more humor. um, And it was a good, I think juxtaposition of what in ring was so very like martial arts based and serious um, that allowed us to then at least give a glimpse that like, Hey, they're not, Robots, you mm-hmm. know, there there is some, um, and and I think you could attest to this too. Like as a heel, you feel a little bit more free in yeah. that way, where you can if you're color outside a's, the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that you know, you um, just kind of things being aligned. I think that, that that you know, those details all fell into place.
0: When you mentioned that you tried to make each other laugh during promos, was there a, a an example that stands out to you where he got you either one? <sighs> oh, <no.
1: laughs> It almost became part of our stick was that we were able to to laugh. I mean, I remember the fr- we we used to do this thing called the fish tank. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, was a you know, like a Piper's yeah. Pit segment, <laughs> yeah. And, that has to come back. Yeah, though. I would love for it too. Um, and we just had some of the just stupidest ideas, but. You know, they I don't came to fruition. Funny, us. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We may not have amused anyone yeah. but
0: ourselves, but-, but that's half the battle. If you amuse yourself, usually other people will find that funny yeah. too, though. Yeah, they would be
1: entertained by it. And it led to a bunch of things. I know we we did some stuff early on. I think our first guest was Cheeseburger, and he was always such a good sport. Oh right. And um, it you know, and 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 he was. Easy. It was easy for us to get heat, you know, picking on the, the smallest guy right. in the yeah. locker room. And so, like, yeah, again, I mean, all that stuff just kind of fell in place, and it was just so much fun. And then as those went on and on, they got more and more absurd. Do you remember the sc- – squat thrusts promo. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Kyle said something Went about the cracking Clinic. walnuts with this Harrison Ford
0: Clinic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
2: what's the uh, squat thrust promo? Oh, we're, we're uh, feuding with the addiction, which was Kazarian and Daniels. Yeah. And we were talking about, oh, they have an addiction. I have an addiction too, to squat thrusts. I just did 8,000 <laughs> 15 minutes ago <laughs> and right. cracking walnut between my thighs. <laughs> right. It was just stupid stuff. Like but the cool thing was it never took away from our in-ring work so like when we would come out and the bell would ring it was all business and we were yeah. back to being serious guys right. and I think that's such a cool thing to balance is when you can be off the cuff and goofy backstage but you know when it's time to work it's go time and we were still taken as serious wrestlers and yep. that was but that's the really secret cool. that's totally. what you
0: have to do yeah. yeah when you're in the ring you have to get it in and make it serious and make it as legit as you can And then you can be as ridiculous as you want to be outside of that, Mm because that's kind of the combination of the two, of what makes entertaining wrestling.
1: Yeah. 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 In this strange circus world that we living totally
0: i I have to say this though because i I think the first time i ever met you was in japan Mm -hmm. we had a tour there and you guys were there as well remember this new japan yeah yeah, you guys were there but we were there with wwe yeah yeah with kevin and owens was there yeah and all i remember is like where's bobby fish remember this i want to meet this bobby fish guy (laughs) yeah and i was like is that his real name And it's like that's your real name right the the, the, the the Robert lo- Fish Robert A. Fish The long term Fish family
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just
0: loved it And we were talking earlier it's like, And we'll talk about Your WWE experience It's like the fact that you Never got called up Is probably good Because yeah. Vince would have Seen Bobby Fish yes. Oh and you would have been like The freaking <laughs> yeah. like you know the, the, Wearing the the raincoat And the Gordon's
1: Fisherman Gordon's yeah. Fisherman <laughs> Captain Highliner, Captain Highliner, fish
0: sticks, and all that sort of thing. I was gonna say
1: I'd probably still have a job, and it'd be
0: (laughs) the fisherman,
3: Bobby Fish,
0: (laughs) which is so ridiculous. But so, what finally ended up being the reason why you guys left Ring of Honor to go to WWE or NXT or whichever one it was, Mm -hmm. and was that another thing where you guys left together?
2: Yeah, we started there at the same time, so Mm -hmm. basically, kind of, it all worked up, worked out uh, in a roundabout way. Yep ended up being at the same time Mm -hmm. and it was just a natural progression, right? You want to evolve and grow in this business and Mm -hmm. take new opportunities. And that was kind of the next opportunity for us. Like all elite wrestling was uh, still a a year or two away from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just, you know, it just worked out to be all right. This is the next step. This is really going to happen. Holy crap. We're going to WWE. This is nuts. Let's do this. And
1: I think we had a lot of momentum with uh, the new Japan stuff because right, you guys um, were going there quite frequently, right? Yeah. yeah, almost like every month for like two years, yeah. starting
2: in like f- 2014. Sp- at the height of it, we spent about, which, working indies and Ring of Honor at the same time, we were about 90 days a year mm. in Japan. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, and as a team or a single? A
2: team, and singles. Team, and a little there, bit of singles. Always on the same tours. Yeah. 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 Who who would they put you up against as a team? Um, oh God. We worked with the Time Splitters a bunch, which is Kishida and Alex Shelley. The oh. Bucks. We did the junior tags, So mm, we and yeah. then the young, we feuded with the Bucks. That, that's probably our... Biggest feud we've ever had. I would think Ring so. of Honor um, and New Japan was yeah, with the young boys. Because across
1: both promotions. Yeah. Um, right. Um, there were so many matches. The Forever and then,
2: Hooligans, Ripon yep. Vice, which was Rocky and Kozlov, and then yep. Rocky and Trent. Yep. Um and then just working the young boys, like like uh Show and Yo, yeah. they were the young lines at the awesome. time before their excursion, and now they're yeah. two singles guys after being a tech. But Top working guys those guys at their like inception of their growth and just yeah. that was so cool too. So just, cool. Yeah. I loved working with those guys and so yeah. you guys had a pretty good Gaijin crew then When you were over in New Japan Because that's totally. important to have. Because really when you're on,
0: over there For three weeks oh, Or whatever yeah. it is yeah. You need some friends To hang out with, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure
1: I mean, that's what Some of the stuff That we've done um, Since Kyle's come in Has felt like Because we're back You know, doing stuff With the Bucks <laughs> And we're doing stuff With, you know, Trent And Rocky And it's, you know It
2: feels like, like A real homecoming Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
1: It really does big thank you to rock auto
0: for sponsoring talk is jericho and a big thank you to all of you sexy bees talk is jericho listeners for supporting rock auto as well one reason to repair and maintain your own car or truck is to save money that you can then use for other important things like rent or mortgage or food or fozzy tickets so why would you choose to spend 30 50 even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership Mm, you wouldn't And you don't when you buy those same parts at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that features auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil. You can get everything you need in a few easy clicks and deliver directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brands, specifications, and prices that work for you. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low no matter who you are or why you're buying. Professionals and do-it-yourselfers all get the same low price. Just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Type Jericho in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Check out their amazing selection and reliably low prices. It's all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. That's RockAuto.com. So was it easy for you to leave New Japan as well? Like you said, it was the next progression, the next step. And you said you had a lot of momentum in New Japan when you went to WWE. Was that a decision? Were you ready to go? Or was it one of those things where it was like, ah, I don't know what we should do?
1: I feel like New Japan was, was really hot and doing well, but I feel like NXT was kind of the place at that time. Um, I remember the takeovers, like Finn and and um, Kevin. They were uh, huge in front of like yeah. 15,000
0: people yeah. or whatever, right? And yeah. they
1: were like, it just seemed like that was the cool kid at school, was yeah. NXT. And it was. and Right. And so I think New Japan wasn't, wasn't uh far behind that but wasn't quite there so it was like between ring of honor and new japan didn't know that nxt was an option and then all of a sudden nxt is an option and it's like whoa yeah okay i mean i had pretty much thought of myself as yeah i mean i'll, I'll be all right i won't i won't go to wwe probably in my career but um you know that's fine. Like I was actually in conversation with New Japan, and it was um, not. I, I to to realize that that was an option mm-hmm. was um, was a big game changer. How about for you, Kyle?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it was really hard to walk away from Japan. I would sp- where I always really wanted to wrestle. You and guys I, are kind
0: of the prototype for what they like over there, too. Like,
2: yeah, you can love, wrestle any style. fit in and, really well there. I love the culture. I love the people. I really, truly love wrestling for that company. But yeah, like like we said, it's the natural progression. And at the end of the day, you, you have to do what's best for you and your family, right? And uh, the, the opportunity with NXT was the best, um, you know, thing for my family at the time. And yeah, uh, Did they approach you, or how did you get involved with NXT? Yeah, it was... Uh, an approach thing. I think we, I might have dabbled into this a bit when I was on uh, the Pod of Thunder last time. Five years ago or yeah, something maybe. Yeah, five <laughs> years ago now. But uh, yeah. You the, made up at a bookstore or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah we yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you just did a signing. I right? did. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I was Ring of Honor champion and then the offer from NXT came and so I was going to I was going to take it and then so I, I dropped the Ring of Honor title at the Tokyo Dome and then it would go and be about a good five months before I would actually start like some stuff with ring of honor and WWE just kept sort of the opportunity for me jumping ship kind of in the air. Like they weren't sure if they could take me now and it just had to play the waiting game, but it really, man, sometimes I think about the universe and the way things work out and it really worked out for the best because at that time my mom was terminally ill with cancer. And so having those extra few months, before moving my life to Florida, I could spend at home yeah. with my mom in her last couple of months and you know, she got to see me make it to WWE and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's so wild to, to see how the, you know, the universe how things really work out, right? throws you a bone like that sometimes. And it, it sucked at the time. Like, oh, my God, is this opportunity going to be taken from me? It's, it's not going to work out. But you just have to trust the process. And um, it really ended up being the best thing For me was waiting those extra few months so it really worked out in the end and then lo and behold because of that i came in with bobby and adam at the same time and we've formed the undisputed era so it really like it's it's wild to think just it's
0: amazing you guys just keep following each other right yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: did you um
0: when you first went i know like kevin told me and 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 sammy and the guys like when they first went to nxt they had to do the the drills and the setting up of the ring and all that stuff did you guys have to do that
2: as well yeah, to a degree. Like the, the coconut do. shows, we definitely set the ring up and stuff. Um
1: like a modified version of it maybe. And
2: yeah, to be actually we did do when we, we first arrived do, at the We, P- we didn't did. have to do a tryout per se where no. it was like the militaristic ten push-ups, you worm, like do 10 <laughs> 20 rolls now around the ring at a fives drill and take ten suplexes from Baba Tune Day. Like, oh shit. You what didn't the- ha- you didn't have to do that. <laughs> we didn't have to do <laughs> the try. Wipe
1: but, that shit off my shoe with <laughs> your face.
2: <laughs> but when we did
1: arrive at the P. It was like,
2: you know, we started Brookside's class. So we we're starting with the basic drills and stuff. And happy to do it. Like, that's totally fine. Did
0: guys. it seem kind of weird, though? I like, I always like, to me, it's like, I don't, you guys are better guys yeah. than I am. Cause I'd be like, if I and you know had a, a title match at the tokyo dome
3: yeah and
0: had been working with all of these guys from like you said you know the show and yo to the time splitters i'm sure you had some matches with tana and okada and yeah. whatever would be like am i really gonna go down there and start you know setting up the wood on the freaking planks on the freaking yeah. iron you know what i mean it seems like you guys would really have to kind of eat some crow and go okay here we go
3: yeah.
1: Do you just I, accept I, it? I, I, yeah, I guess so, because I think, Earl. I... You know, early candy, on, you learned it to yeah, show them the smile. Don't give them develop. the satisfaction
2: of knowing that they're getting to us. And just yeah, point, yeah. You know, happy to be here. And Sometimes do I think
1: eating shit and being able to smile through it is a skill. That that's you yeah, a Vince. Get to where
2: we're right now without eating a ton of shit. So <laughs> that's a Vince <laughs> line.
0: Sometimes you got to eat a mouthful of shit and like it.
2: Wow. <laughs> so
0: do you think they were doing that though, just to kind of weed out the pretenders, or to try and re sure. retrain you, yeah, or
2: guys that I don't know were coming in that. I think needed that. They needed to learn how a ring went up. They needed yeah, to learn the basics because yeah. like, otherwise, yeah. you know, they're they're not really giving anyone a special treatment. So they mm-hmm. kind of treat us all the same. And we're in, we're in there with athletes who've never taken a bump before. Right. I think you had more of a mixed bag then, mm. um, as far as
1: how do you mean talent that was there as far as checking those boxes. Like a lot of didn't have talent, some, but a lot yeah, of new people. Oh, oh, nice. Yes, so yeah. they had both, um, and. I don't know. I don't know. It's It's been a while since being there now, so I, right. I don't
2: really know I don't think they're hiring like wrestlers anymore. Well, if, if, if we can
0: discuss that in a bit, how this totally changed the whole mindset. But at the time when you guys were in NXT, NXT was, I don't know, was it ever specifically a feeder system? Because it seemed very quickly, it started as kind of the quote-unquote feeder system, yeah. but then changed very quickly to a third uh-huh. brand yeah. in its own world
2: by design. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: kind of, did you guys feel that as and you it, were there
2: they, internally with the company too? And to all of, all of the talent, like they were telling us, this is a third brand, like treat it as such.
3: Mm. And
2: I mean, anytime someone from NXT would go up to a raw or SmackDown, it, they would completely change that character. Completely. Didn't feel like a feeder system. Almost blow it in a lot of ways. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And it was something that was discussed openly at times that, that would, we would, be considered and I don't want to put like a a time frame on it but there was a point in there where it was like no this is a third brand and we'll be treated as such and then and then that kind of went away Mm -hmm. and it was never really explained and it was never like a proclamation Mm -hmm. was never like made like oh no that's over but then you could see the writing on the wall Mm -hmm. and then I don't know then I I left not long after that
0: I I think in in Adam Cole and I discussed this. I, knowing what I know about, about Vince is that he put up NXT to combat the evil AEW. And then when we started taking over NXT, NXT became the scapegoat. Yeah. And the whole way of doing things had to change because it was a failure in his eyes because it existed to beat us. And when it didn't, I think he lost faith in the whole... Had to, had to blame somebody. Mm-hmm. can't be... Our company, it's got to be this NXT thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Does that
2: make any sense to what you guys? A lot of that. Yeah, yeah. And they, I think they kind of changed what they were looking for too. They didn't really okay. Well, this is WWE. We want guys that are. 6'5", yeah. 300 pounds I mean we would always kind of joke about that in the locker room like oh look mm-hmm. at this locker room this is amazing look at all the talent here everyone's such a great worker man can you ma- ma- imagine in six months if it goes back to the day of the bodybuilder <laughs> yeah <laughs> <get> work here. <laughs> and, and there it manifested. is but once yeah. again though that's the reason why it failed in
0: yeah. the eyes of, 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 of the all exactly. knowing yeah. Yeah. is that oh it's just yeah. little guys it's The little. And yeah. I'm one of the little right. guys right. I knew it I never should have believed right. it mm-hmm. it was a
2: phase yeah. go
0: back to the big guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right so then what chance you do, go. do you have yeah, right?
2: right
3: Exactly.
0: when you guys first got to NXT then we're talking about kind of like because it was the glory days of, of the former NXT and you guys were the top guys there some of the top guys there how was that for you first of all you mentioned the Undisputed Era how did that come to be And then talk a little bit about kind of the feuds that you had, because they were drawing, like we said, on these Mm -hmm. takeovers, 10,000, 12,000, 15,000 people. And you guys are in the main event
1: Mm -hmm. a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. I mean, those will go down as some of the greatest times in, in my career I, I will say uh, respectfully um, had some of those greatest times as well with New Japan and Ring of Honor but like everything was just really special in that time frame with NXT and the, the fact that I was able to do it with three and then eventually four when Roddy was added of my legit closest friends in this industry and we would joke about it but it, it made it like not really work you know and promos and stuff especially we would the the production would joke like well do we need to get a second one in the can (laughs) and uh because we were doing like one or two takes and it it, i think had less to do with our quote unquote talent and more to do with like we're just four dudes riffing
2: the chemistry yeah you can can see it watching it it wasn't a fabricated group of just Mm. four guys they put together there was a real camaraderie there and a real Genuine bond and friendship And I think it translated I think you could tell Watching the four of us Do promos And matches together Oh these dudes are Especially when there's four guys If it was
0: just two Okay you could maybe Kind of fake it a bit But with four If someone's not in the loop Mm -hmm. You can tell They stand out Mm -hmm. Completely So how did the Undisputed Era Come together?
2: Well it almost had happened In ROH With me, you and Adam Right?
1: We had a little So Cole and uh, Adam and, and Kyle were heading towards. off and on
2: feuding, friends feuding for our whole career. Yeah.
1: I mean, and, and Hunter, Delirious, had booked, you know, the final battle would be them and the, the blow off. And we were building towards that. And there was a little, you know, speed bump in the road where uh, the three of us, because Kyle and I were still, we didn't bust up Red Dragon, but we were kind of doing our own singles stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 Timing and stuff. And um, there was a point where the three of us came together by circumstance on a night. And the reaction we got from the live crowd was substantial. And I just had a light bulb go off. And that doesn't happen often in my life. Uh, (laughs) So I would try to take advantage of these. And I remember mentioning it to them and then saying something to uh, the office about, hey, I not not saying a wholesale change but maybe this detour that we're on maybe we we follow it through for a little bit longer if for no other reason just to give it a cool name and sell some t-shirts but a couple six mans yeah but it wasn't in the cards mainly to have colt turn on me again basically and in Mm. the defense of of what they had written like that was not something that they wrote two weeks prior you know that that their long-term plan was in place for a long time so i i get it but it was it felt to me like man strike while the iron's hot mm-hmm. here and there, there was something there and lo and behold you know we we move on and go to nxt and uh i don't know maybe maybe somebody was, was maybe a, time a time different in, hunter was like... was watching i don't know
2: <laughs> you going to say, Kyle? Well, just going to say that um, it's, it's just funny how that worked out. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. it, and felt like we were leaving money on the table mm-hmm. with by not pulling the trigger on that group. And then, first night in NXT, um, Triple H says, I'm thinking about putting the three of you, Bobby, Kyle, and Adam, in a group together. We're like, well, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just felt like a natural fit. And I think that's why um, our debuts there were just came off so well.
1: I think so too. I mean, the cynical wrestler in me was waiting for the other shoe to drop, <laughs> yeah. like waiting for Vince or somebody right. to come out of a back door and go, ah, we're just with you.
0: <laughs> so do, you mentioned something. And this sounds pretty obvious. Hunter, it seems, Triple H is watching what's going on in these other companies so he knows what he has when you guys came in. It seems to be if he, if he was thinking about putting you together the first night, he'd obviously known something about the three of you beforehand.
2: I think so.
1: I th-
0: yeah. A guy yeah.
2: That definitely has his thumb on the pulse uh, across the business. And I think he's definitely got a good mind for yeah. the business. And yeah, I think that was the right call.
1: I think that's way more likely logic than, than not, mm-hmm. you know, cause otherwise sure. how? Right, right, right. You
0: so know? what was kind of it like working with, with Hunter in that capacity? Cause I know, what is it like working with Hunter, with Vince as our boss, and working matches with him and coming up with ideas and concepts and that sort of thing? What was it like? Because at the time, and we think now probably Vince has taken over the colorful NXT, but the original concept of the NXT was Hunter's baby, and he mm-hmm. was pretty much the the boss, right? Yeah. There was no tampering. It was his ideas right. and kind of what he said went, correct? He was the
2: Vince of right. NXT, yeah. I mean, I've never, never really worked with Vince per se, but I, I get that he is the Vince of Vince land, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: he's writing the, the, the stories and booking the talent and bringing guys in and that sort of a thing. Yeah, sure. Was he, was he hands, very hands on with you guys? Very
2: much so. Mm-hmm. And, and just even just watching the way his brain operates for other people, let alone just us watching him come up with a finish for this match in particular, or this angle. Um, and what this heel should do here was like, Oh my God, this stuff has been, Mm-hmm. Right in front of me for so long that I never yes. really got it until mm-hmm. hearing someone articulate it like that. Very very yeah. smart. He's very yeah. very smart. And mm-hmm. it was man, I had amazing time working with Hunter. Mm-hmm. It was really cool.
1: Agreed. Attention to so many small things. And uh, I I will remember one specifically we were working AOP and we had put this match together and and it was very much, you know, for us as as the heels to help get these two monsters ready. And uh, it was on us to kind of put this match together, and we had. And um, we had a finish that we thought just complemented the match, like to the nth degree, and we we were leading off, and we were like, we're going to steal the show, take over. And a a good portion of us stealing the show, I think in our minds, were, you know, because this finish fits this match Mm. so well. And then... um, the following day, for takeover, it it turned out that there was a similar finish in one of the other matches, and it had to be changed. And we were like, it, "It's ruined. It is ruined. Mm-hmm. Like you just spilled something all over <laughs> my painting. <laughs> Tell them to fix this. <laughs> right. Switch to the finish. Right. Rose is done." And Hunter had an idea for the finish, and it was so simple that I was like, "It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't work." Like, it's, you know, I mean, we'll still do it. He's our boss, but it's not going to work. And that was the thing that got the match the most over. I think it ended up being, like, the simplicity of the finish, and it was so clean and pulled off so well. Um, It was one of the things that I think people commented on mostly Mm. and and i i remember from that day forward like not that i was questioning him in any way anyway but like i was like man i i just it was confirmation that that, like all his years in this business like this guy's been paying attention yeah you know
0: there's something to be said for that yeah
1: i remember it's one of my favorite stories i've probably
0: told on this show many times but uh, we were doing one of those uh money in the bank ladder match extravaganzas Kevin and and Sammy Zane were, you know, Sammy is, God bless them, but they were just, they have to, we have to have an apparatus and we have to have a a crazy bump and we have to do this, we have to do that. And it was getting so completely out of control that I finally just, I I, I pulled a a, 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 a Captain, what is it, Tom Hanks Captain movie. I'm the Captain now. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm taking over. Everything now has to go through me or we're not doing it and if you have a problem with it, go talk to Vince because this is getting completely ridiculous they were like wanting to jump off balconies like through spikes and impale themselves and that'd be (laughs) the end of it so I said all that matters in a ladder match is climbing the ladder and swinging at the 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 briefcase and it swings and you can't get that and it's like and Sam was like nope stop I'm the captain now so we did the match and afterwards (laughs) it worked out great it was awesome and Sam was like wow you really did have some good ideas. I'm like, gee, like, do you think so? Do you think the 28 years helped Sammy? But God bless him. But it's, just, it's the same thing you guys said, that the light goes on when you realize sometimes that to get from A to B, sometimes you just got to go from A to B. You don't have yeah. to go all around the horn and do a bunch of things. Yep. And that helps when you get a chance to work with a guy like Hunter for, for guys of your level. 100%. Is, the more
2: time you spend in the business, I mean, it's so cliche to say, but the more you really get things, the more they click. Like you yeah. were saying, oh, I, I, wasn't, I thought I was ready for Ring of Honor, but I wasn't. Like, Right. Yeah, exact same. I thought I was ready for Japan. No way, no way near ready. Or right. I thought I was looking ready for back. Like, yeah, yeah, nowhere near ready. And right. like it's just the more time. Oh, uh, I feel like now I'm finally hitting my stride. Like yeah. I'm really, things are really clicking. I'm really getting just psychology more mm-hmm. and just my what I want to bring to the table. Well, now. how many years have you been wrestling now? So uh, October this year will be sixteen
0: years. So that's about 17? that's about when you hit yeah. the fifteen year mark. Yeah. For me too. That's when it really started clicking in. Yeah. You mentioned psychology. Mm-hmm. Before you hear the word psychology, and you think, mm-hmm. ah, okay, okay," but you don't really know. And mm-hmm. what move can we put here? And then you realize when you hit that one point where you go, you go up the hill, and then you start going down the hill. It's like, holy mm-hmm. shit, yes. we don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. All we got to do is have a great story and a great character and a great promo, and we got it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool when you start seeing that side of it. Totally.
1: Well, and I think that that's where we were. Uh, coming from new Japan and you learn like the Japanese style and psychology is different, but like we had, um, you know, a good number of years under our belt in the States too. And all of that stuff had kind of created this collage. And I think NXT and specifically under the learning tree that was Hunter was like the timing. If we were ready to take another step right if we had stayed where we were it would have impeded our progress Mm -hmm. towards wherever it is that we are now right you know what i mean and it was it was the right time to be uh exposed to the right mind you know that that was him definitely much more polished now for having gone mm -hmm, way more
0: yeah just one quick thing when you talk about japan and the psychology and how much more move based it is best match I ever had they're even better than the Kenny one in my opinion is the one I had with Tanahashi at the Tokyo Dome that guy doesn't do anything he gets mm-hmm. it yeah. he understands the psychologist like mm-hmm. this guy's f***ing genius yeah. he's the best yep. he's the best worker there you know yep. because once again he understands things a little bit differently mm-hmm. um, talking about Undisputed Era as a name where did that come from Was there and was there other choices that you were working on
2: Oh, there was a, like a big <laughs> two page a- list of <laughs> yeah. p- potentials was this one they give
0: you or were you guys thinking of them
2: uh that they'd give we'd thought of a ton both but but ones that they had cleared through legal that i I guess guess could actually end up being uh gotcha don't remember any any specific ones
1: i don't either but i i remember the names like we would narrow down this huge list And then the following day, we would get back a more narrowed list from legal, and it would be any of the names that we were actually close on. They were either gone or changed or paired with something from the list that made it It just not work. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, okay, we're never going to have a name.
2: We were really thrilled on. At first, I I was like, what does it mean? Right, yeah.
1: Oh, we were so lukewarm to it. And I was worried, honestly, about baseball references because I was like, E-R-A era, like earned oh. run average. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: was, that was all I yeah, could see. There's yeah.
0: the difference between a, a you're from New York. There's yes. the difference of a New York and a Canadian. <laughs> yeah. I never would have ever thought oh, yeah. of ERA.
2: You have never, yeah. Not until now. now
0: till that. now to this moment. I was this many days old when I thought And the that. worst part is, is
1: I was the worst baseball player ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was so bad. Bobby's having flashbacks. In the history of Little League, I will go down as maybe, maybe the worst. <laughs>
0: that's funny though, sometimes when you hear the names and you're like, yeah, I don't know if it's any good. I remember we First started using Inner Circle, there was a lot of online conjunction of like, oh, come on, and then now it's like it's it's a name, you know, it's a Metallica. Like at first, you're like, what does that even mean? Yeah, but then it becomes your your thing. That's how you treat it. That's right. You just
2: embrace it and go balls in on it and 100. Then they'll get Mm -hmm. behind it too. If we came out like undisputed or whatever, yeah, yeah, Yeah. wouldn't wouldn't have got behind it.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting to be at the beginning of it of those because there is so much doubt and there is so much insecurity and maybe that's just human nature yeah. you know putting its little sprinkle on our business but then when the things you know they work out like i think music is like that a lot of times too i know like we were lukewarm on the the theme for that there what too is the theme? Um, oh, the Undisputed Era theme. The Undisputed song? Era yeah, theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I oh, not the even, Red Dragon theme. theme. Yeah. yeah, well, even the Red Dragon one in Ring of Honor, I remember being okay, lukewarm okay. on it. Yeah. And then by the time we were leaving Ring of Honor to go to NXT, I was like, I can't imagine coming out to anything like that. It, it's than- called Dance Away? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's yeah. an actual song. Damn, right? Valentine's, yeah. Yeah. Damn yeah, Valentine's. Damn Valentine's. Right? Do you have that here in AW? Yes. That's the yep. one thing about AW. We, so we don't right. have a problem buying rights to songs. Yeah, yeah I mean, which is awesome. It yeah. really does. It's really yeah. freaking cool. I mean, yeah. look at your entrance, right? Everybody,
3: like, yeah. oh, shit. We, yeah. And
0: we have to buy it from Sony. We don't, we don't own you do? it. yeah Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: Holy shit. Every couple wow. of months, I'll
0: get something. Well, Germany uh, won't put it on YouTube because of the Sony, Germany. I'm like, you dude,
1: Band. I know. <laughs> right. That's my voice. I
0: know. It's ridiculous, right? It's yeah, side it's, yeah, it's of the corner. Well, it's cool that you have uh, that music here, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we kind of get back to the start. And, and before we talk about how you ended up here, what were some of the major highlights for you guys in NXT? Because there was a lot of great uh, matches mm-hmm. that you were involved in, yeah. great moments mm-hmm. and great storylines. hmm uh, do you want to the kick the it off? Or? I mean,
2: doing those war games matches was really cool. Like for just so you know, That's we did the, the, where the, the I
0: would... blood and guts. I watched your guys' war games to see how you oh. did it because oh, okay. I watched one from the '80s too, and I realized pretty early on that oh, this won't, this ain't gonna cut it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm the other you guys think. had a
2: roof on yours
3: too. Yeah, we did. Yeah. it was fun. Yeah, I was. yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, I grew up with
1: the Crockett years. Like that was the wrestling that really, uh, you know, not to say that WWF and I wasn't a Hulkamaniac because I sure shit was. But like, uh, God, Tully and Arn and Sting. And, you know, those years, the late 88, 89, early 90s. So the war games were like this mythical thing to me. So for them to be bringing it back, and I knew that that was kind of Hunter and Sean's you know, time frame too that they lo- that loved and drew a lot of influence from. From what I from. understand,
0: the elimination chamber was originally pitched as war games, mm-hmm. and Vince didn't like it because war games wasn't his invention. Come up with something else, and that's why the elimination chamber was invented. Was because we were trying to think of something similar to war games. Uh, gotcha. So you know. yeah.
1: Gotcha. Wow, that makes total yeah. sense. And and so even more so, like for Hunter to be able to because NXT was his. And maybe Vince, you know, wasn't paying attention or wasn't didn't care. Like he was able to bring in the war games and do it mm. maybe in a way that he wanted to do it. And the fact that that he chose us to be, you know, and I don't feel comfortable making and I'm not making this comparison, but I feel like just by placement, by where we were, we were Hunter's Horsemen.
3: Mm.
0: Of course, absolutely.
1: To, to like to to for those words to even that is so. Humbling Mm -hmm. to me to think of the, you know, twelve year old watching Mm -hmm. the war games VHS tapes (laughs) (laughs) and um and to think that like our generation's version of that. Yeah, it's uh it's so cool. So so definitely if I if I'm talking about highlights, war games and and being synonymous with them the way we we we, were we were. yeah, Yeah. Is is a huge one.
0: So, did you guys start noticing like uh, a change in NXT before you left? Because I think it's probably been about a year since the, I guess you'd call the war. First of all, how was it for you guys being in the middle of this war that neither one of us, neither one of us, AW and NXT guys, never created? That was created by Vince by putting
2: the show it was on just Wednesday so nights. Cool that there was back to two shows going head to head yeah mm-hmm. it felt like being a fan in 98 when it was the monday night wars mm-hmm. and now we're part of it on wednesday and on the other on the other channel is guys that we came up with in this yeah. business that we're rooting for we we're rooting for aew to, to kick ass because that elevated mm-hmm. our game and i know mm-hmm. our game being elevated would elevate your guys's game mm-hmm. and it was a you know a back scratching yep. scenario of just trying mm-hmm. to put out the best shows we possibly could think the winners were the fans, man. How how sick was it that on yeah. Wednesday nights they got mm-hmm. to watch two awesome wrestling shows full of mm-hmm. a lot of talent, and it was just it was so cool, man. And you know, had had we been available, if we weren't in NXT for the inception of AEW or like the very first All In, I'm sure we would have been a part of it, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like, we were mm-hmm. close with a lot of these. Just guys. the Bucks mm-hmm. to begin yes. with. Yes. The Bucks. Period. I mean, we're for I mean them, man, to see this yeah. thing start, like you know, with Tony obviously, but like the Bucks sure. being so heavily involved in it. it was just so proud of them and so stoked for the group
1: we were you know i, I don't know peas and carrots in japan on those new japan tours between <laughs> us and matt and nick like we were we were all uh kind of coffee snobs and we would go find our coffee <laughs> in the morning and talk about how much we missed um you know who was at home mm-hmm. and um there's a A bonding that happens in that way, and you you know the same thing, and like you know finding a gym to work out in in these shitty little country towns, and you know just the the absurdity that happens on the road when you know one of the other guys takes a cab uh, to the gym to get on the treadmill and, and walk <laughs> when, when walk the there. rest of us walked a mile to get there. But he had to get, you know, just that stuff. Yeah, the absurdity of being on the road, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think we we watched from afar and, and were, um, you know, secretly rooting for... But did you notice, kind of, when the war "quote
0: unquote" ended, a difference in NXT? Could you see the writing in the so wall, so did to speak? When the war
2: officially ended, when we moved to Tuesdays, probably. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, So when was that? Let's. You guys were both still there
0: yeah. six months yeah. ago, maybe a year maybe ago. Probably a year ago. I think it's probably yeah. a year. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It. it you never like. It, I don't know. I it wasn't like admitting defeat, but I was like, okay, like this.
0: No, but did you did you was was it was it different around the company at that point time? Because obviously now, as yeah. we spoke about, NXT is a completely different
3: animal, animal was than it a nice. Was. Sure. <laughs>
0: was it a slow burn or was something just basically happened? Because I don't even think you guys were there. At least you weren't
2: there, Bobby, when it changed. The rebrand, you, no. You might have still been that down there. No, happen, like overnight. Like yeah. literally the next time we came to TV, everything was different. Everything is different. We're all changing. everything's completely I gashful. left right before the rebrand and
1: I'll say my last you know six or seven months being there I was very much out of the loop between COVID and I had tricep surgery right after the last war games so I was not frequenting the PC that much and when I did I was in medical and rehabbing Ah, and kind of doing my (laughs) my workout and then leaving so I really did I wasn't at TVs very often so I really don't know what the pulse of of NXT was then gotcha Um, and then when I got brought back uh, it was very brief and it was very erratic and then I got released
0: so you actually got released from your contract Mm -hmm. and was that a surprise for you
1: yeah i was actually sitting in my girlfriend and i were uh sitting in a car dealership and i was signing the last contract oh no, on a new, new uh, car. chevy Silver, silverado <laughs> you know so not not a cheap one either um <laughs> and i heard that you know raspy voice on the other end oh no was like a 203 you know, number and i saw you're right so i saw the area code and was like oh, i gotta answer it and yeah. uh yeah and it, it was what it was and and um my girlfriend, she, you know, she has been such a game changer through this whole thing. And she was the first one about 30 days into it that uh, made me realize um, she said, like, they did you a favor. Do you know that they, they did you a favor? And it was hard for me to see it in that way, but she's 100% right. In what way? Was it a favor? It was a favor because I had lulled myself into. Where not necessarily being happy or fulfilled uh was really a problem, like I was used to it, and um, I was so accustomed to it that like i i didn 't even realize I was unhappy hmm. but i wasn't ha- i wasn't just going happy. through the motions, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um I th- thought like well, maybe maybe I just don't love wrestling the way I used to, and that's okay too, like we all were you get older, it's, it's what happens. Um, but that I'm, I'm happy to say today I, I know that that's not the case, mm-hmm. that that's not what was happening. And, and her words that at the time seemed prophetic were, uh, you know, they, they, now I'll say that she's, she was right. You know? So how, how did you end up coming to AEW? <laughs> the first week, uh, there was an email <laughs> that came out about medical. Uh, you guys were in Rochester. And uh, it was as if I was supposed to be in Rochester. And I was like, wait a second, I haven't even discussed anything with anyone. And then I had a few people Iggy me like, hey, are you here? And I was, I ignored them and was like, I don't know what's happening. Um, but it came kind of a, a, a week early, and I don't know where the, the communication might have been mixed. But uh, the, the following week, um, I got an Iggy to uh, To contact Tony, and, and Tony and I had a conversation, and um, he had an idea of how to bring me in, and it was going to be uh, wrapped around some of the the Forbidden Door mm-hmm. thing with Sammy and the the TNA title and stuff, and um, you know, off to the races we went.
2: How about you, Cal? Yeah, well, for me, I mean, seeing Bobby come here and seeing Adam come here, I mean how could you not want to be back with these guys and mm-hmm. part of a group like AEW where every week it's like a takeover crowd just on a, a mm-hmm. regular TV. Right. Like We talk about the natural progression and the next steps in one's career and it, it just felt like for me, this was the next logical step for me. The NXT 2.0 rebrand happened and it felt to me like before the, the rebrand happened, Kyle O'Reilly you know, was a top guy in NXT and after the rebrand, it felt like Plans shifted, and that's fine. That's just business. I'm totally willing to do what I can to help anyone else get over. And, I, and from the last few months there, I tried my damnedest to do so uh, with everyone I worked with. It just felt like, um, you know, yeah, I just wanted to be excited about going to work again. And I, I felt like, and I felt like I left a ton on the table in New Japan as well. And I know here there's a good working relationship with New Japan, and it just seemed like a new frontier that I just, man, I, I just there's so many talented guys there. So many exciting matchups, so many exciting tag matches. Like, because the tag division here is, is stacked, mm. Ugh, and I ridiculous. love tag team wrestling. And my mm. tag team partner, the company released, and now he's there. So, <laughs> like, I obviously I I, I want to. Um, and your
0: deal was done. Was my deal was then, done. Right?
2: Yeah, it was coming. It was coming up in December. Um, so I ended up uh, doing a, like a week extension just to finish up and do good business by them and finish uh, up with the War Games and the TV to to put uh, Von Wagner over. And do business right, and I'm, I'm happy to do so. And um, just the opportunity to came to come here, ended up sorting a deal out with Tony, like a, a day or two before my debut, and. And here we are uh, on Talk Is Jericho in the <laughs> yeah, locker room at the Center, in New Jersey, uh, <laughs> right before this amazing dynamite show with a stacked crowd
3: and a yeah. stacked
0: card. And Was there some differences when you guys came in here? Because you always hear about okay, the other companies, this, this, and this, and it's, you know, I'm sure you heard it's wine and roses. But you're like, yeah. okay, let's
2: really see what it's like. Yeah. Was there a lot of differences when you came here? Uh,
0: backstage, at least,
2: from, from I, NXT and WWE. Yeah, I mean, it's everyone is so cool and friendly and outgoing. Um, not to say that people aren't like that there, right, but of I course. felt over there, I just felt like this cloud of pressure. Like a weight was always on my shoulders whenever I was backstage at a, a Raw or SmackDown. Not so much <laughs> in NXT. <laughs> after the rebrand, maybe a little bit more so. I don't know. It just felt like a lot of stressful environment. A little bit more eggshell. A little bit walking more eggshell yeah. walking. Yeah. And just for me and my my mental and my physical health, that's doesn't do me a lot of favors. So <laughs> I feel, I don't know, a lot more calm and peace of mind here. And like still, like I put the pressure and stress on myself to deliver in the ring and with whatever I'm gonna do. Of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on myself. I just don't feel this. Existential crisis of my job is on the line every moment of every day. You're right, when I'm here. You know, but did you notice that, Bobby?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I what he just described, I, I think is Perfect. is the nail on the head. Pressure would would sum it up, really. You know, and it's not to say that I didn't enjoy my time there, and it wasn't there. Man, there were times that were so fun, and I will remember fondly. And that'll never change, but yeah, there was definitely a, a pressure. I think the pressure here, there's still pressure. I, they'll, I, I think there when there's is, yeah, yeah when there's not, I think I, I'll know. Like yeah, yeah I'm done. Yeah, um, you know, I, I told this a few times, but um, every big show that I've done, there's always that moment in the back where, like, I look for, I find the exit sign. I always find it, and I always go, like, I can leave. Oh, really? Like, the pressure that I'm feeling right now, whether it be Tokyo Dome or a takeover or whatever, like, the door is right there. Nobody's making me do this. Mm. I can, like, I mean, I'll be putting a bullet in the head of my career. Sure. But I can leave. I have free will. Um, And obviously, I don't. But I think that the day that that pressure is gone might, you know, like I said, I think it might be the, the
2: time to... Time to split. I feel it. like here yeah. it's more of like an excited pressure as opposed to like a stressful pressure. Yeah. Does that make
0: sense? It does. And, and the, another thing too that I'll say that it almost makes you want to put your finger in your mouth and go Bleh. but it's true is it really is a, a team. Yes. I really find this is a team here in AEW, mm-hmm. which after 31 years, I mean, it, Japan kind of has that. At least it did in the 90s. New whereas Japan. WWE was always kind of about, and and you know, it's not saying anything out of school. It's about survival of the fittest clawing your way up to the top and the other guy not in a bad way but i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna take this spot yeah and it's almost kind of encouraged in a lot of ways you're obviously working together but you know what i'm saying there is a little bit more of i don't know about this guy i'm worried about he might go behind my back and give me a little you know stabbing i don't i don't find that here yeah You know I really don't And that makes a big difference Because like you guys said like you Actually you said it Bobby When I left WWE in 17 To go to New Japan I was kind of on the fence Like maybe I'm done You know Band is doing good And New Japan is cool And then New Japan was so much fun I was like well maybe I'll just stay here Yeah And not go back to WWE Because New Japan had the same vibe that we have let the pros be pros mm-hmm. Then when AEW started It was an even more Extension of New Japan To where I was like mm-hmm. Okay now there's really No interest in going back Yeah You know So you you can really Feel that here which Yeah Which I've never I've never really Experienced that
1: Sure I, I think it was You know and, and our time In WWE Was spent In NXT Right. And I think that there was a window of time in NXT when the takeovers were rocking and Hunter was steering the ship sure. it, with Shawn uh, that I th- I, th- I, think we had that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do feel that, that team vibe that you're talking about, and I, I don't think it, it – maybe it didn't exist – in the rest of WWE, but in that, in well, that little Sean, place, yeah. it did. Because Sean and
0: Hunter in WWE were not that, not yeah. in a bad way, but look at their track record. Right. You can see it. Right, right. So, you know, last couple questions for you. When you spoke to Hunter, or did you speak to Hunter to tell him that you were leaving? Did you ever have a conversation with him about that? I mean,
1: I got I got released. That's true. You're um, right. That's true. So yeah. I did not have a conversation. No reason to. But, like, I think hunter and sean and matt bloom were you know they they were brilliant in the the um the atmosphere that they were able to create yeah.
2: there you know how about you Kyle? did you see everyone it? was very encouraging just to you know go where your heart's leading you man mm-hmm. and that's that's what got me to WWE in the first place and all very supportive of of doing what's going to be best for me and my family you know that's just everyone was all really really cool about it all Last question for you. Which
0: uh, two? It's a two pro, two parter. What match are you looking forward to here in AEW? And what's your favorite match that you've ever had, either together or single? Well, let's say together. What's your favorite match you ever had together? And what's your match you're looking forward to as a team here in AEW?
2: Hoy. I think um, one off the top of my head that I can say together uh, was the match that actually got us booked in New Japan. Um, was a New York Hammerstein ballroom match uh, against the Young Bucks. I That mm. might have been our first big singles with the Bucks yeah. and we just tore the freaking house down. It mm-hmm. was just an awesome match and I think because of that uh, Gato was there because it was like a War of the Worlds oh, yeah. New Japan joint ROH show. And they're like oh we got to get these guys here and shortly after that we were booked there and yeah and, uh, so I'll say that one for sure that one yeah yeah
1: I it's hard for me to like pinpoint one that we did with the Bucks because we did so many yeah. and and there so like it's hard for me to keep track of what happened in which match and where it was right. and were we in Japan or was a hammer fine? <laughs> Um so the Bucks matches kind of go without saying um, I. I know that one of the matches we did with uh, with NXT, the one I brought up before with AOP, I I really that was one of my favorites. Um, There's a match that we did with uh, with FTR for NXT. that Mm. That was one of the it was after we started doing kind of some some more different group stuff. As the undisputed era, and it was one of the last times that we got to do like a, a just a straight up tag, yeah, hard and um,
2: aggressive, dang. yeah, Should no
1: BS, yeah. and um, God really enjoyed the hell out of that one, and hope to have chapter two here. Yeah. You know, that's one that I've that I've writes had itself. FTR, F- the box. I mean, yeah. you guys have
0: yeah. it right there. Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. You guys ever worked Santana Ortiz
2: before? We have. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a good
1: one. Yeah. yeah. Great one. Yeah. Very fond of that one. Yeah. They were that they were one of our. So before we went to NXT, we had kind of stopped uh we hadn't tagged in a long time because Ring of Honor had him doing his singles thing. I was doing something singles, and it was only really the New Japan stuff. And even that, they had uh us both do a singles thing with Shibata for the mm. open weight. Uh, so it was one of the first times after a long hiatus that we tagged together. We didn't have matching gear, I remember, for that match. <laughs> yeah. um, and I hurt was my one... knee the day before, too. Yes. So I came in like with <laughs> yeah. a really bad
2: wheel. Those guys couldn't have been yeah. better to work yeah. with.
1: And the, man, they were so good and so over with that crowd. Right. We were in the New House York Glory, City. Right? Yeah. yeah, something yeah. like that. And I, th- I think it was Homicides place or something I don't know um, it, but it was it was so cool and 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 they were man they were they were such a pleasure to work well with. there's lots of big matches for you guys there's here and lot. it's great to have
0: you and uh, like I said man this is going to reinvigorate your desire and passion for the biz oh, wow. so it's Sounds cool awesome. your chutzpah yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks dudes
2: thanks Chris